This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray, literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived, put it on his toe before he went to bed. And the next morning he was like, mom, my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients, active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family. So to get your own active skin repair, go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20% off your order when you use the code shameless. That's activeskinrepair.com. Use the code shameless for 20% off your order. Activeskinrepair.com, code shameless. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 165. Show notes for this episode can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 165. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean, and I'm here to give you and other passionate, dedicated moms the tools you need to bridge the gap between motherhood and living the life of your dreams. I'm also here to help you be a little more shameless every day. Because if you aren't building a life you're extraordinarily proud of, what kind of legacy are you building? So let's dive in. Support for the Shameless Mom Academy comes from Kind, makers of healthy and delicious snack bars. To try 10 Kind bars for free, just pay shipping, go to kindsnacks.com slash shameless. That's kind, K-I-N-D, snacks.com slash shameless for full details. Hello, shameless moms. Holy cow, I have a five-year-old. I don't even know how that happened. Because at some point, okay, actually at a lot of points, I thought I would never survive this long in motherhood. Most of those points were in the first year, a lot of them in the first few months. And people would say to me, like, it gets better. And which, by the way, was never comforting. It actually totally pissed me off when people said that. And then the people would be like, oh, and time goes so fast. Like, get these snuggles while you can. Also not helpful. So now that I'm out of the snuggles and it's gotten better and time goes fast, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I want to go back and snuggle and I want time to slow down. And hallelujah, it's gotten so much better. So I'm excited that Vinny is five, but I'm also definitely like grieving a little bit because I know that I'm in this magical window and I'm going to talk more about that as we get through this show today. I'm going to talk a little bit more about this magical window that I feel like I'm in right now. And maybe you guys can offer some feedback because 
maybe it's not a window. Like maybe this is it. Maybe I've arrived and it just stays magical, which how awesome would that be? It didn't start out magical though. So that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about Vinny turning five. He turned five on the 23rd. So on Saturday, two days ago, he turned five and he's been super excited for his birthday. And it's his first year having like a party with everyone from his class and all the things that come with that. So I'm recording this a couple days before his birthday weekend. So I don't know yet how the birthday party and all that's going to play out, but I'll be honest, the whole birthday present thing like freaks me out. Like he doesn't need 30 gifts and I don't want him to have 30 gifts. But then I'm told like if I'm the parent that says no gifts on the invitation that like that looks like I'm trying to be like some sort of martyr mommy. And also like he picks out gifts for other kids to go to their parties. So he kind of feels like it's his turn and he's not wrong. So I don't know. I have, like have this huge weird thing about the gifts. I think I just need to get over it. If anyone has any feedback on that, I need to like start a Facebook conversation about the gifts because it's like, it's weighing on me. But what I really want to talk about today is my five surprises after five years of parenting, because I do feel like I didn't know what to expect. It's been so different than what I expected. And it's been different in ways I could have never anticipated. So I'm excited to dive into some of that. I think the first thing I want to start with, number one here, I want to talk about how I have the best kid in the world. Like my kid is so much better than your kid. I feel comfortable bragging about that. I'm not even going to try to hold back. I'm just going to say it. Like my kid is so much cooler than your kid and so much funnier than your kid and so much like smarter and whatever, more witty, has better dance moves. But here's the thing. Every single mom thinks the same thing as me, right? And we're all right. I love that. I love that like every single mom is like, my kid's the best kid in the world. Like, I'm not going to tell anyone, but my kid is way better than all the other kids. And I think this is so funny because I totally think this. Like, and I love kids. Like, I really, really love kids. Like, I could be the person who retires and becomes a preschool teacher. Love kids. I always have. Love babies. Like, I could snuggle babies all day long. So I actually really enjoy other people's kids. I think they're fun and funny, but I'm always like, oh, my kid's so much cooler. And I know there's a lot of people who are like, I don't like anyone else's kids except for my own. So when I'm around other people's kids, I'm like, oh, your kid's like really cool and really funny and so great to see them and hang out. But I'm always like in the back of my mind, like my kid's still way cooler. And the thing is, I know everyone else thinks this too, right? We all think our kid is the best kid in spite of their flaws. This isn't like my kid has no flaws. Like my kid, I know he is flawful. Lots of flaws, for sure, like his mom. There's no denying that. But I love that I think I have the perfect kid, just like every other parent thinks that they have the perfect child. And I think that's one of the coolest things about parenting because that's how it has to work, right? Every kid deserves to have one, hopefully two primary caregivers, parental kinds of people who think that they are the absolute coolest person in the world. Every kid deserves that. So it works out really well that's like somehow in this process of like, I don't know, evolution or is it natural selection? I don't even know what it is. Somehow in this process, we all get to believe that our kids are the best kids in the world and we all get to be right about that. I think that's the coolest thing. So that's my number one. That is like my first surprise because also my sister and I, this is so bad, so bad. Okay, I'm going to preface this with that when I was like a junior high thing. So like junior high behavior, we all know is awful. My sister and I used to sit in church and we would be bored out of our minds. Like we hated going to church. So we would sit in church and after communion, everyone in the church has to walk up, get communion, and then they have to walk back to sit. And then everyone's like sitting there forever. And that you're supposed to be kneeling in the Catholic church and you're supposed to be praying. So my mom was always like, 
whisper yelling to us that we needed to be kneeling and praying. But instead, we played the UPK game. UKP stands for Ugly Kid Phenomenon. And we would judge other kids in the church and be like, oh, that gets kind of ugly. Okay, here's the funny thing. I'm only sharing this because my sister and I were not cute. Like we had some awkward phases that lasted for a really long time. So we were like, sit back and be super judgy. And then like, we were so not in a position to judge. So pretty funny that we used to do that. But also my sister and I agreed. We were like, okay, here's the deal. We have to pinky swear that like, if you have a kid that you think is like awesome and they're really not, like you have to tell me. And we had that agreement that the one person, like if your kid is like, first of all, like really ugly or like needs, you know, a little bit, maybe it will make a wardrobe makeover, whatever, or just like not a fun kid. Or whatever. Like we promised that we would tell the other person, which is also like a funny agreement, but we both have perfect kids. So like, it's totally fine. We don't ever have to do that. Right. So I think it's just this funny thing that everyone thinks that their kid is like perfect and gorgeous and adorable and funny and witty and smart and intelligent. Like we can just, it's so easy to see the good over the flaws, which I think is amazing. So that's number one. My first big surprise, especially thinking that like, I was like, well, what if my kid, you know, what if I don't have a great kid? And what if he's not cute or he's not funny or he's not smart or he's not whatever, like all these things. And then it turns out that we all get all of the pieces of all of those things to varying degrees. Like some cute people might be like, my kid didn't get all the smart genes, but he's pretty funny and maybe athletic and a great dancer or whatever. So like, I don't think my kid got all the athletic genes, but I think he got some of the, I'm hoping he got some of the witty and I think he got some of the smart. So we'll see. The whole athletic thing though, not sure that's part of his makeup, but it could come and who knows, like five is a little young to judge that. Okay. So number two, my second surprise after five years of parenting is that Thank the Lord and thank you, sweet baby Jesus. It actually does get better and it gets better every single day. So when Vinny was tiny and everything was so hard and every day was painful and every day was exhausting and he had these like critical feeding issues that were so stressful for me, people would tell me all the time it gets better and it really annoyed me. And my friends who had kids that were a few years older, they were like, oh, it goes so fast and it gets better. And like I said at the beginning, like, oh, cuddle them all you can and blah, 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 all this stuff, which made me more bitter because I was like, don't tell me it gets better in three years. That is not helpful when today really sucks. I want to know what time today it's going to get better because right now it's 945. I hate the world and I need to know that by like 122, it's going to be a little bit better or I will die. So luckily... I survived all of that, barely. And I really, really feel like it does get better every day now. And I see this as Vinny gets older. And I remember one of my cousins telling me before I had kids that she said, and her kids are now high school and junior high. And she said, every year is my favorite age. It just keeps getting better. And I remember at the time, especially because I'm someone who's always really liked little kids, I was like, there must be like an age where it kind of gets boring, where you're like, oh, my kid's kind of boring now. Like, they're not cute and funny anymore, and they're not snuggly anymore. Like, maybe like around, I don't know, like at seven, do they just kind of get boring? She's like, no, like it keeps getting better. So, and every year is like the best year, and every age is the favorite age. And I have so found that with Vinny that it's just gotten better and better. And so now I'm like in this window where I'm worried. I'm worried I'm at the climax right now. And because we're out of like the hard baby stuff, he's fully verbal, fully communicative. His opinions, I mean, his opinions on like what clothes he wants to wear, which if you saw my Instagram about his shorts the other day, oh Lord, help me. So like there's opinions about things like that, but like 
He's not super opinionated about, you know, his worldview yet. He doesn't hate his parents. I know all that is still coming. So we're in this like magical window where I'm still his favorite person. Please, how do I make this last for as long as possible? We're still in this magical moment where like he comes and snuggles with me every morning. He wants to play games with that. Like after dinner, playing games is like still fun. He wants to play hide and seek. And (laughs) it's so funny. He's like, mom, let's play hide and seek and play family. And his idea of playing family, it's like, it sounds so creepy. We go into our bed, my husband and my's bed, and we get under the covers, like with our head under the blanket, and we pretend that I'm the mom and he's the baby, and we lay there and we hide. And it's kind of originated from the way we play hide and seek, which is a very not creative way of playing hide and seek, where every single time we hide, we hide in the exact same place. And my husband would be the seeker, and Vinny and I would hide, and he always insisted that we would hide in our bed under the covers while my husband would come find us. And so while waiting to be found, we started making up this game family where we would like be under the covers. And it sounds super creepy as I'm saying it out loud that Vinny's like, let's get under the covers and play family, which sounds so inappropriate, but he still loves doing that kind of stuff. And I swear it's totally appropriate, even though it sounds super weird. And we play family and he pretends that he's the baby and I'm the mommy. And we just like lay there and chat. It's very sweet and cute. And it lasts for like about 37 seconds because that's his like attention span. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have this four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listener can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. This episode is supported by Mysteries About True Histories, a podcast for your kiddos. So from the creators of the hit podcast, Who Smarted, and Netflix's Brainchild comes the adventurous world of mysteries about true histories, affectionately known as math. Every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers on an adventure through time packed with puzzles, hidden equations, history, and laughs, making learning cool. This podcast is perfect for ages six and up and new episodes drop every Thursday, each stacked with so much laughter that your kiddos won't even realize how much they're learning. I love a show 
where as a parent, you're like, hey, let's listen or watch this or whatever. And your kids are thinking they're like getting extra device time or what have you. And you're like, they're learning right now. So it feels like such a big win. So I want you to go check out Mysteries About True Histories wherever you listen to podcasts. You can tune into Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you're listening to this podcast. So go check out Mysteries About True Histories to listen in and have some fun with your kid while they learn today. So those moments, we have those moments where I'm like, oh my gosh, like today was the best day just because I got to do that. And I feel like there's more magic every day. He says the funniest things and he's like starting to understand the world on a bigger level. And I know any of you that have kids who are, have gone through like these developmental phases up to this point, you know what that's like, where like the conversation, there's certain things that they understand, but then there's bigger concepts they don't get at all. And so the things that come out are just so funny. So I'm really, really enjoying that. And I'm really enjoying conversation with him. And I'm really enjoying experiences with him. He's like become so open to new experiences, which he definitely was not as much as when he was younger, which has pushed me, as I talked about in last week's episode about the Eiffel Tower, it's really pushed me to be like, I need to be a brave mommy and do things that scare me because I don't want him to be timid about things. So I'm like having to do things that sometimes I wouldn't otherwise do, like go to the top of the Eiffel Tower and swear on my life that I would die before I got to the top. And then actually survive it and be like, oh, glad I did that. So I'm just very much feeling like it gets better every day and there's more magic every day. And I'm worried that this is a limited window. So like, don't burst my bubble. But I am worried. I know it's going to get hard again at some point. I know there's going to be a point where, you know, he's a preteen or he's a teenager. He's going to pull away from us. He's not going to want to snuggle with me. He's not going to want to play family. He's not going to want to play hide and seek. He's not going to want to have nearly the, like spend nearly as much time with me and maybe just not want to have such a close relationship because again, age appropriate, he's going to want to become more and more independent. So I am enjoying this beautiful like mixture, the yin and the yang of dependence and independence of this age where I can say like, Hey, go get dressed. But also mommy needs like to snuggle for at least 15 minutes. So like you get the best of it all, right? At some point that's going to be gone. It's going to be like, way more independence. And so the dependence is going to be like, mom, I need food and money. It's going to like really just come down to that, which is going to be a bummer. (laughs) And so I want to know like, where's the magic at that age? Because I'm going to need to find it. So I'm loving that. Number three, the third surprise of parenting, again with the magic, is that the magic is in the moments and it's not in the major events. And I think that I thought that it would be in major events. And I even like, especially you know, in that first year, I was like, just make it to his first birthday and then it will be perfect. And then like, it wasn't perfect on his first birthday and it wasn't perfect the day after his first birthday. And even with other experiential things, like going on trips or milestones, walking, like it'll be so much better when they can walk or it'll be so much better when they can talk or it'll be so much better, all these different phases. Or thinking like, and it reminds me of the buildup to like New Year's Eve or the 4th of July or even birthdays sometimes where you're like, okay, how can we make like this the best New Year's Eve ever? And that's like the surest way to make it the worst New Year's Eve ever. So there's like certain things that we really hype up in our mind. And then when we do them, sometimes it doesn't live up to the expectation. And I feel like there's definitely things like that. And maybe we have not done Disneyland yet, but I'm thinking like, you know, going to Disneyland would potentially be an example where you're like, oh my gosh, we're going to go to Disneyland. It's going to be the most magical thing ever. But then you spend a ton of time waiting in lines and it's like can be super hot and things like that. So sometimes the magic that you expect out of major events just isn't all there. But what I'm finding in as a kind of a surprise of parenting is that 
you don't need the major events. The magic is in like these tiny little things that happen every day. So it's like while you're eating breakfast is when the magic happens or while you're, you know, a lot of times for Vinny and I, it's like funny conversations while I'm getting ready in the morning and he's getting stuff ready for school and just funny things come up or driving in the car. He will say the funniest things when we're driving. And a lot of times there, because it's when you have conversation without eye to eye contact, magical things happen. And I would say this in conversations between adults and in conversations with kids. So I'm driving down the street, looking my way. He's you know looking at the traffic. He's looking out the car window and he'll just say the most random things. And it will be so funny. And I'm like, you know what? That's all I needed to win today. <laughs> I just needed like that one comment, that one phrase, whatever. And also one of the most magical things to me in parenting, which has definitely been a surprise. This is like a bonus one. This is not part of my five for today, but this is a little bonus one. Verbal communication. I have loved the development of verbal communication. And I have been saying this now for three years since he started talking that when he turned two, by the way, he was like totally behind in talking. So three years is a little generous because on his second birthday, I think he had like 11 words and six of those were signs that the doctor said, well, we can count sign language signs also as words for now, but like not after a certain point. So he was a little late getting some words, but as he started getting more and more words and putting things together, communication has been so entertaining to me and so interesting. And I've loved that. And so I notice now, especially because it's becoming less frequent when he mispronounces a word, I never correct him because I want to remember forever the funny ways he says things. So like he says to me all the time, mom, it's true. I promise, not promise with a P, but promise with I'm not sure if it's a C or a K. And so those kinds of things, I'm like, okay, Vinny, I got it. I heard you. You promise. Or when he wants avocado, mom, I want the avocado. And he like, he still flips a couple letters when he's talking. Like, I'm not going to correct that. We have to stick it out for as long as possible. Exhausted. Mom, I'm just so exhausted. For him, exhausted starts with a D. I don't know why. He also mispronounces this is like my favorite. He mispronounces some of his classmates' names. So he has a little boy with a Hawaiian name, Ali'i, and he calls him Ali'ti. He puts a T in there. No clue why. Hey, mamas, just wanted to pop in and talk about our sponsor, Kind Bars. I need to talk about eating in the car. I'm the mom who says we're not going to eat in the car anymore. And then the next day, I'm like, you are not allowed to get in this car unless you eat a snack while we're driving because you are such a cranky cranky pants right now. So, okay, we eat in the car all the time, even though I'm always like, we really need to stop doing this. But I will say, I love that Kind Bars can be the perfect on-the-go snack that don't make a huge mess. They're not ooey-gooey. They have lots of different flavor options, and some of them don't have like chocolate coatings or anything. So I love the chocolate ones. They do have some chocolate ones, but the non-chocolatey ones don't have a coating that will melt or get gooey. So then you can keep that in the car for a healthy snack that's not going to get like disgusting stuff all over your car, all over the car seat, all over the kids' hands, which I find to be very helpful. I will also say that I keep a stash of bars in the car. I keep a stash in my purse because sometimes mama needs to bust into the stash and mama needs a snack. So I just love that Zing Bars offer high quality ingredients, a, a really great blend of protein, fats, and carbohydrates. So they actually will keep you feeling satisfied for a little while after you eat it. You don't just burn right through them which is perfect for an on-the-go snack when you're not quite ready for that next meal, but you need something to sustain you. So if you want to get 10 free Kind Bars delivered to your doorstep, all you have to do is pay shipping, just a few dollars for shipping. Go to kindsnacks.com slash shameless. That's kind, K-I-N-D, snacks.com slash shameless. There will also be a link in the show notes at shamelessmom.com episode 165, if you want to just click through there to head over to Kind Bars. So please do grab your bars and eat them in the car. 
<laughs> like you said you never would do. And now back to the show. And now this is the best. You're going to love this. He has a classmate named Blake. He calls him Blank. And he, they've been classmates for three years. And he has called him Blank for three years. And at first I was like, oh, it's just because he's little. Like he's still learning his words. And now he's five. And even yesterday I went to school for his show and share. And he was calling on friends to answer different questions because there's all this questioning in the show, the way they do show and share in his class. And he calls on Blake like three different times. And he's like, um, Blank. <laughs> It's my favorite. I'm like, poor blank, this poor kid. And I'm like, I don't know if I should tell his mom that Vinny calls him blank. Maybe she knows. I don't know. But these are the magical moments to me where I'm like, I just need like one of these things a day and I'm good. Not even a day, like one every other day, maybe. And I had this when I worked my hospital job too, where things would be really, really hard. We worked in this really acute setting. It was often pretty critical in terms of safety of the kids, safety of the staff. You saw a lot of very traumatic and horrendous things with kids. I was working in a psych hospital with kids who were ages four to 14 years old. So you can imagine like a four-year-old, literally a four-year-old getting admitted to a psych hospital. Like this is some scary stuff. But what would happen is like once a month, it was always very challenging, but once a month I would have a shift where I'd be like, oh, today was a good day. And that's all I needed for like a whole nother month. Then I was good. Like I was refueled. I was refilled up. And I was like, okay, I can keep going. I can keep doing this. I can keep putting my heart and soul into this. And that's how it is with parenting. Like I just need Vinny to tell me one time that he's exhausted. And then I'm like, oh, we're good. Like you can have another tantrum now and I can be patient because you just mispronounced exhausted and I'm totally dying inside. So I think that for me, those little tiny moments are just like, they just blow me away over and over and over again. And I love that they keep happening and they're happening on different levels now. And so sometimes now as he's gotten older, the magical moments are more like in him choosing to do something thoughtful or generous or saying something really insightful. Like sometimes it's that. There's still a lot of the cutesy stuff, which I love, but I also love seeing some of the stuff that's getting like a little bit more maturity behind it too, which is very cool. So that was number three. Okay. Number four, I do not know what I'm doing. And I probably never will. So I think the funny part of that is that when a video was first born, I was like, even leading up to his birth. So I had a home birth and I was thinking today, I really need to do an episode on my home birth because that's like a whole story. I did a home birth. I don't think I would do it again, even though everything went very well when I did it. So I do need to do an episode on it because it's a really good story. But in leading up to that, I was like the perfect student, as I tend to be in life. I'm like, I'm going to do all this research. I'm going to know exactly what I'm getting into. I'm going to read everything that one can read and like learn everything one can learn, know the pros and the cons, the risks, the benefits, the potential for this, the potential for that. Like I did my homework. So I felt very prepared for my home birth. And then I had this newborn. And when he was born, then I like transitioned from my like childbirth preparation books to my newborn books. And I would read these books like cover to cover. Okay, now it's time to read Wonder Weeks. And now it's time to read like Happiest Kid on the Block and all these different books. Like I'm going to read all these books and make sure that I know exactly where we're at developmentally, what I need to be doing, what to expect. Like what is sleep like? How do we get this kid on a routine? By the way, I tried to get him on a routine when he was like a week old because I was like, when does the routine start? Little did I know it doesn't start for like six months. Someone could have warned me about that, but so I failed in that whole routine thing on like day two and continued to fail for a while until I finally gave up. But I think that I felt in that first year that I had to figure things out and like know what I was doing. And I kept thinking like, okay, like when we get past this phase, like then maybe it'll come more naturally. Now I'm just like, you know what? I don't know what I'm doing and I'm never going to know what I'm doing. So we're good. I'm just going to be cool with that. I don't need to read the books anymore. I actually went from like reading books cover to cover to then when things, as Vinny got like mobile and it got more challenging to keep up with him, 
I was like, I don't have time to read a book from cover to cover. So I would get books and just read like the chapter that pertained to the behavior I needed to learn about. So, you know, if the behavior was like temper tantrums, but you would get a book on like, you know, the behavior of two to three-year-olds. I was like, well, I can't read the whole book on the behavior of two to three-year-olds. I'm just going to the temper tantrum chapter. So with that, I just started reading chapters. Now I don't have time for a chapter. So I will Google a question and I need like two paragraphs, preferably in bullet points, or I'll just like fake it until I make it and figure it out as best I can. I'm kind of done reading parenting stuff for now. Not to say I won't go back. Definitely could be a time and a place where I need to be a little more resourceful and like lean on some good materials and education around parenting. But for right now, I'm not obsessed with doing it right because I've kind of embraced that like I'm figuring out as I go and I feel like I'm doing a decent job. So I don't want to give the impression that I don't care or that I don't think I'm doing well. I think that we're doing well. I think Vinny is really well adjusted. I will say that I don't know what I'm doing and I probably never will, but I will always prioritize emotional intelligence. And so for me, there's a lot of things I'm like, you know, things about like, does he have too much screen time? Does he have not enough friend interaction because he's an only child? And like, there's things like that that I do think about, but I always go back to, are we raising him to be sensitive? Are we raising him to be compassionate? Are we raising him to be empathetic? Are we raising him to be a good friend? Are we raising him to be a good listener? All those kinds of things. That's where I feel like as long as we're touching on those things, I'm not super concerned with, does he know his letters and numbers yet? Does he know this? How is his writing? Like all these things that sometimes it's easy to get caught up in like, oh, like, is he behind and is he whatever? And like other kids who just turned five are reading chapter books and Vinny like still wants to read board books half the time. So I'm not so caught up in those things as much as I just want to make sure that he is really raised with good, strong, conscientious emotional intelligence. Because I think with that, anything else can come. Like This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this is, show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Urtube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. This episode is supported by Earn In. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn now can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Super, super easy to use. You just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. 
So the app is free. You can leave a tip if you want. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So here's the thing. Sometimes getting close to your next paycheck, next pay period, and you realize, oh gosh, like paycheck doesn't come until next Friday, but we have this event that we need to attend this weekend and we need money for it. Or we have to buy a gift for someone. Or, oh my gosh, like my kid tore through their shoes and now we have to buy new shoes this weekend and the money's not in the bank yet. So Earnin can help you access the money you've already earned at work by giving you this little bit of money in advance. So make Earnin part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security, and it gives me a lot of peace of mind. So for our listeners, all you need to do is download Earn In today. It's spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, and you can download it in Google Play or the Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in Shameless Mom under podcast when you sign up. So there'll be a little place where you can, where it says, what podcast did you hear about them on? Type in Shameless Mom under podcast. This helps to show support for our show and our advertisers. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, and subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. He can be taught to read, write, do math, like any of that stuff. That is so secondary to me. How he copes in the world among people, among community, in friendships and relationships, that is definitely my top priority. So those are the things that I really want to be paying the most attention to and continuing to be learning. So when I do like parenting education stuff, it's generally around that. So that's number four. Number five is I've learned that every little thing is going to be all right. So with that, some of that kind of goes with like, I don't know what I'm doing and I probably never will and being okay with that. Some of that is just like relaxing and really being cool with not being a perfectionist anymore. And that really is like such a big part of my life now after being a perfectionist for so long. But some of that also is that I think that kids make you check your attitude and your perspective and how you react in the world, how you respond to things. And it's really refreshing to have a kid pull you out of your head. So I'm going to give an example of some things that have been happening in our lives in the last couple of weeks since we got back from Europe. So we got back from Europe on a Monday. In the middle of the night on Monday night, my gym flooded. Thousands and thousands of dollars worth of damage to my gym. I kind of wanted to lose my mind. I was pretty upset about it. The flood, not a hurricane. So like, I can't be like, I'm so conscientious of the really tremendous loss and trauma that other people are experiencing because of natural disasters right now that I want to make it really clear that my loss was extremely minimal in comparison. But this was related to a sprinkler head that broke, a bunch of water got into our space. So thousands of dollars worth of damage. It was basically just a big, huge, expensive headache. So that happened. I've been dealing with that for two weeks. New flooring is being installed at my gym right now while I'm recording. Thankfully, I'm not the person doing it because the last three times there's been flooring installed at my gym, I've been the person on my hands and knees putting it down, including one time while I was 38 weeks pregnant. So luckily, I'm not the person laying the flooring. Then our renters, we have a rental house, our renters are breaking their one-year lease six months early and acting like, hey, so by the way, we're moving out at the end of this month. So cool. (laughs) I'm like, excuse me? not cool, not legal, not like what? So that's been like a big headache, a big freak out thing. Like we lose a lot when we have to turn over our rental house. It costs thousands of dollars every time we have to turn over that house. So big stressor. Today, I'm at the dollar store getting some things for Vinny's birthday party, which big parent tip here. The dollar store is like the best place to get party supplies. And I did not know this until like a year ago. 
again, why did people not tell me this? So I go to the dollar store now for birthday stuff and it's like jackpot. I love it. So I'm at the dollar store getting stuff for Vinny's birthday this weekend and super pumped because I found Lego napkins and Lego plates. Like I could not have been luckier, right? So I'm super excited. I'm like skipping through the aisles with my Lego plates and my Lego napkins. And my husband texts me. His car was, we took it to the shop yesterday. And last night he told me, he's like, yeah, it was making that click. But the guys up at the shop said that it was something related to something they just fixed a few months ago. So it's on them. They're going to fix it. No charge. I was like, awesome. Cool. Like how often do you get that lucky? Right. And also with my husband's car, every time we take it in, it's like over a thousand dollars. And every single time I'm like, no, like we're done with this car. And we always end up arguing. And he always ends up winning and keeping the stupid car, which is like way too old and just needs to be replaced. So he texts me while I'm at the dollar store. And he's like, yeah, so the car, gone. Transmission is shot. I'm like, what? Like last night it was like it had a loose screw and no, like free of charge. And now there's no transmission and the car is never coming back to our house. So cool. Jim, flood, thousands of dollars. Renters moving out unexpectedly, thousands of dollars. Oh, new car. Cool. We need to, like, not only do we need to get a new car soon, but like, oh, maybe today. Today would be a good day to get a new car. And oh, hmm thousands of dollars. Awesome. So I can tell from the tone of his text that he is like completely freaking out. And I'm in the middle of the store. Like I just won the lottery, dude. I found Lego plates and Lego napkins. Like you cannot ruin this moment for me. And so I'm thinking walking out of the store and I texted him back like all this funny stuff. And he was like, not having it. I could tell he was like, haha, whatever. Okay. There was a sign up outside the dollar store for dollar ribeyes at the dollar store for a limited time only. You can get dollar ribeyes, like steaks, you guys, steaks for a dollar. And like, I want food to be accessible to everyone. And so I, I want to tread lightly as I comment on this, but I just would never, ever, ever recommend that you get meat at the dollar store or ribeyes for a dollar at the dollar store. So I think there's other ways that you can have like accessible, reasonable quality food for what good prices. And I would suggest Trader Joe's over the dollar store and over the dollar ribeyes. So I sent him a picture of the poster outside. And I was like, well, now that we have to buy a new car unexpectedly, and we're obviously going to be on a bit of a budget, how about I pick up some dollar ribeyes? And he was like, totally. Yeah, haha, whatever. Like he did not think it was nearly as funny as I did. But what I was thinking about as I was leaving and driving home is that I could be really stressed out about all these unexpected expenses. I could really be freaking out. Like there's a part of me that probably should be freaking out a little bit, but there's another part of me that's like, you know what? Today, Vinny's celebrating his birthday at school. Tomorrow, he is his actual birthday. He has two parties for friends to go because all of our friends have birthdays at the same time of year. So we're going to two birthday parties on his birthday that are not his birthday party. And then the next day is his actual birthday party. And so I'm like, all I can do is be excited because this is like the biggest thing in the world for him. He finally is old enough to get that it's his birthday, to get that he's special, to get like all this stuff. I am not going to let the stupid gym, the stupid rental house, the stupid car, like I'm not going to let any of that bring me down. And so I think this is what I've learned in parenting is that life is going to crap all over you. But you have to be resilient because you have to show your kids how to be resilient, right? So I'm not going to let Vinny see. And Vinny knows about the gym floor. He came to the gym with me and he saw what happened. I was like, like, you can talk about the bad things happening, but I don't want to talk about the bad things defeating me. I want to talk about like being strong and powerful and capable and courageous and resilient and all those things through the bad stuff. So 
I just know that every little thing's going to be all right. We'll figure it all out. In the meantime, we're going to have a cool party with some cool Lego paraphernalia. And we also got some cool superhero paraphernalia, which by the way, other parent tip, go on Amazon if you need superhero birthday party favors and literally just like in the search bar, put superhero party favors, tons of cool stuff for super cheap. So between the dollar store and that, I'm like, I'm covered. So I just feel like you have to make everything okay. I want to give one other example of this. My good friend, Dana, who I know listens to the show, I don't know if she's able to be listening right now because of what I'm going to share, but my good friend, Dana, was supposed to move to Puerto Rico right before Irma hit. She ended up actually coming to live at our house with her husband and their two kids because they could not make their move because of Hurricane Irma. So they lived at our house while we were in Europe for a week. And I was so glad that that like all worked out so nicely. So then they end up getting down to Puerto Rico two weeks later than they were supposed to at the end of last week. They're in Puerto Rico for like I maybe 48 hours before they get word that they have to evacuate for Hurricane Maria. They haven't even moved into their place yet. They went down there with, I think, like eight suitcases to live from. And they had to go, after being there for two days, fly back to Florida, figure out a new game plan. And now they're going to live with extended family in Arizona to ride out hurricane season because they got rid of everything in Seattle in anticipation of this move to Puerto Rico. They got rid of their house. They got rid of their car. They got rid of almost everything. Their life reduced to eight suitcases of valuables. And now they're essentially like... I don't want to say homeless, but nomadic. They do have a place to stay in Arizona, but they're living this nomadic life with two little girls. And she said, the girls have been so great through this whole thing. And I said, how are you and Brian doing her husband? She's like, it's been fairly stressful. So we've been texting about this. And I just, uh, Dana, whenever you listen to this, like sending you so much love, girlfriend. But what I've watched her do through this is be the picture of strength, courage, power, resilience, like just doing what you have to do. And also listening to her daughter and I'm like totally tearing up thinking about this, but her daughter was like, mom, we're still having an adventure. It's just not the adventure that we planned. Like amen. If your daughter can say that at nine years old or eight years old, you've done something right. If she can view this as like, we're just having a fun family adventure, not the one we planned on, but it's all okay. You have done something right. So I think that this fifth surprise after five years of parenting that every little thing is going to be all right is that you have to save face for your kids. And that makes you so much more powerful as a person, so much more powerful as a woman, as a mom, as a spouse. And I think that that is just an invaluable lesson, but also such an important thing to wrap your head around that it's basically your new superpower that like, no matter what, you can make it okay. And that's that's pretty amazing. So those are my five surprises after five years of parenting. I am sure by the time this goes live on Monday, I will have posted bunches of pictures on Instagram of Vinny celebrating his fifth birthday. So you can go check that out. That'll be, I'm very much looking forward to it. I appreciate you being along with me on this ride. You've been with me for the last year and a half or so of this parenting adventure. And it just keeps getting better. And you know what? Part of the reason it just keeps getting better is because my inner circle... And I include my listeners in that inner circle. The people I surround myself with are so freaking awesome. And I do not feel like I'm in this alone. I feel like I'm in this with the best people in the world because I read your emails and I hear your stories and I know what you're going through. And I just do not feel alone, even when things are really hard. And I think that the more we put our stories out there and the more we talk about our lessons in parenthood and the more we embrace our power in parenthood, 
the more that we can connect with other people and build community and camaraderie around motherhood. So I just really, really appreciate you being on my journey in motherhood. It really, really means the world to me. So I'm going to get going because I got to get back to the gym and check on the flooring installation. So it's keeping me on a tight timeline today. But thank you for being part of my parenting journey. Thank you for celebrating Vinny's fifth birthday with me. I am so happy that we made it this far. Looking forward to what the future brings. I hope that it just keeps bringing more magic. So if this episode has been meaningful to you, or if you know a mama who could use a little boost, this was a boosty kind of episode. So if you know a mama who could use a boost, please do share this episode. Send this episode to a mama who you think might be able to benefit from laughing a little bit today, hearing about some dollar ribeye steaks, from just feeling a little bit of the power that comes with motherhood that sometimes we don't feel on a daily basis. And I would appreciate you sharing the show. You can do that by going to shamelessmom.com, clicking on episode 165. That will give you a link for the show, and then you can share it out with other people. You can also share from our social media platforms if you go to Facebook or Instagram at the Shameless Mom Academy, and you can share from there as well. So thank you. Thank you for spending time with me. We do have a great interview coming up on Wednesday with Ingrid. I'm excited for you to hear what she has to say. Ingrid is another fabulous, shameless mom friend. So please tune in for that. And then next week, oh my gosh, is it going to be October? I can't even believe it. Next week, we are going to be doing October, our three things to think about in October. And they're good. They're really good. I've been working on them already. So we'll be back with that next week. I can't wait to be with you then. Until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Hey, are you a parent of a teenager? Are you feeling overwhelmed about how to be what they need while also holding limits and boundaries that keep them safe? Are you tired of conversations that negate how messy this season of parenting is? Well, I've got you. My name is Casey O'Rourke. I am a positive discipline trainer, parent coach, and the host of the Joyful Courage podcast. Every week I come to you with an interview, digging into tough topics with experts I trust and solo shows that go deep into the personal growth and mindset needed to raise teens in a way that grows them into confident, capable young people. I am not afraid of getting real about the intersection of conscious parenting and the teen years, while also bringing in vulnerability, humor, and lightness. I'm walking the path with you and honored to serve. Listen to Joyful Courage on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you consume podcasts.